vídeo desde el centro de la tierra, Girth. Let me turn this off. So we don't get any noise in here. Did you like Planet of the Apes? Like original one. Yeah, yeah, I have I had the box set. Yeah, yeah. I watched the whole thing. I have it on VHS. Mm -hmm. I, I do like it. I like the idea of like it starts and it comes full circle back in the end. I do like it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't give you anything to talk about, but we it will be cool. No, I just got some basic notes. Okay, right. cool. Nothing. Awesome. Uh, this is not uh, rocket science here. When do they build all this stuff? So, oh, is the table kind of wobbly? Yeah, let me put this on oh. this side. Sorry, I don't know what's going on today. Um, so the, the the owner he built um, the studio last summer. Okay. And then he handed it over to us, and he's like, uh, "Here you go, like figure it out." Because he realized you can get beer nachos anywhere in the city. Yeah. Right. So there's no monopoly on that. Yeah. But if you build an online radio station studio in the middle of beer and nachos, and then you bring in like comics and bands, that's awesome. And, like, do they can't hear it though out there, no? No, it's not broadcast out there. Do you ever do? Do they do stand up here or no? Um, they do stand up next door. I know, Betty's. Betty's they do. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever performed up there? Yeah, I used to a long time ago when I lived in Toronto. I did it for years, and I haven't done it in so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but we brought in like. You're like comics like yeah, yourself. Yeah. Um, I had in uh, Scott McCloud. Okay, cool. Um, so I've done like that other type of comic. Yeah. So yeah, that must be hard for you to kind of balance between the like because you are a stand-up comic, but you yeah. also dig comics. Oh uh, no, I never did comics, but I enjoyed comics. Okay. Yeah, and I have a podcast about comics, but mm -hmm. I don't. I never, I never did comics. I always wanted to. Scott McCloud, you had him on here? Yeah, oh, he came uh, in here and hung out. That's pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome, actually. His uh, How he to actually, Write Comics. Does he, he tours with his family, right? Yeah, his yeah. wife came in and whatever. And then um, after the interview was done, yeah. he stayed and had pulled pork nachos. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to have lunch with him. And that's just, awesome. Mm -hmm, is, that's, it, is the nachos good here? Yes, the pulled pork nacho. Are you a pulled pork nacho man? Or? I could I could eat pulled pork nachos. Okay, we will wrap this up quickly. And I will, uh, and we'll share some nachos. Oh, okay, yeah. Do I do that? Yeah, let's okay, do cool. that. Yeah, All no, right, we got an agenda. Let okay. me fix this table because this is kind of. Hold on one second. Okay. Do I me to lift this up? How's that? Better? It's better. It's still not great, but it's better. Where is the... Oh, is it that side? That's the... I don't know. This is supposed to be bolted in. <laughs> I guess if we don't lean on it, we're good. Okay. Right? I'm good. Like, All right. How's the Zoom thing work for you? Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, we have like a whole, we do it right on our computer. So it's like we have this kind of setup. The girls' the, night out podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we have this kind of, but not like this fancy. But it's it's it works. Yeah. You how you guys have been doing that for a while now. You're up to like 120 Yeah, 25. Yeah. So some episodes we lost. Yeah. Uh, but not many. Like, But we've been doing it, I want to say two or three years now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe clo close to four. I'll say close to four. It's pretty easy because we just show up and we don't really give a fuck about it. Yeah, no, no, I got that part. Mm. So, because <laughs> the 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 topics range all over yeah, the place. All. It's just like us I think there was shit. like even the last couple of episodes. Yeah. I think there was one that was like super political. Yeah. And then another one was about like Wang size. Well, it's like uh, it really Manolis and I. Do you know Manolis? No, I've never met him. Okay, he's the, the other comic on the podcast. It's really our personalities. So I go political and all that kind of stuff, and he's like. 
can we talk about my dick and let me tell you stories about shit that happened to me? Yeah. He's kind of like Kramer. Like, his life <laughs> is is entertainment. Yeah. So it kind of goes back and forth like that. Are you So you started off kind of doing um, stand-up and kind of focusing more on the nerdery kind of celebration. and. Well, when I started, I, I wasn't because I, like, I started uh, late 90s. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there wasn't a lot of stand-up, like how you see it now. You go out all over. We're recording now, are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you go out. There's tons of stand-up. There wasn't many. But um, like I, the, the nerd comics is what you're talking about? Or? Comedy and, and stand-up in Toronto, there yeah. wasn't tons. And then, uh, and then I started... Uh, after a while, I just kind of like when the MySpace thing started happening. I just started kind of accepting the stuff that I'm into and the stuff I want to do, and that it's like I wouldn't label myself as like a nerd comic as you would be like um, Chris Hardwick or something. Not even like that. I would say like that's kind of the 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 way people are going with it. But I mean, I wouldn't be. It's not a, like a a gimmick. It's just I'm a nerdy guy. And I don't look like a nerdy guy. People are like, oh, you don't, you don't look like a nerdy guy at all. But it's just, it spills out. Even in my style, it just spills out into it. So it's just, yeah. I've been uh, my my jokes. It's, it's weird talking about yourself. <laughs> <It's just> so, <laughs> and talking about your jokes. Yeah, yeah talking about my well, jokes. Look at me, I'm a funny guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's got like a. I've been told it's like a cartoony kind of Simpson esque kind of. Oh, I can thing. see that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just kind of like it's I like a so, touch of Schwarzschild there. Yeah, it's got it's got a bit of like yeah, it's got a bit of uh, surreal in it, but it's grounded. So mm-hmm. that's how. That's just yeah. That's how it comes out in me. The nerdiness. I like that. Let's talk about the the scene in Toronto when you first started out because mm-hmm. you've been doing this like twenty over twenty years, just like twenty twenty one, yeah. maybe twenty and a half. I like to say twenty. I like to stop counting at twenty. Okay, and then right. just like it's like birthdays, <laughs> yeah, right? When you just get start, start counting at twenty. <laughs> yeah, and but that's up. how old you are in comedy. Yeah, like I'm twenty years old. In as a, I'm a twenty year old man in comedy. Yeah, when you're like five years in, you could be like forty years old and be like two years in. You're a two year old. Yeah, yeah, because it's a different. It's just a different mentality as than real life. It's like dog years in a way, like opposite dog years. <laughs> Does it age you like the way you know when you see like President Obama and like when he comes in he's all young and good looking and then, <laughs> then you become like <laughs> 8 years and then he's got all the gray hair and then the lines are there now. Well, I, yeah, as you get older it starts aging you cuz you're like what the fuck did I do with the rest of my life, mm-hmm. right? You're like I'm still in Toronto and I don't know. <laughs> but it does uh in terms of I think because it's an, an artist journey and it, like you spend 20 years because it's so self-indulgent. Like I'm spending 20 years exploring me mm-hmm. and how <laughs> I feel that yeah. you grow in that way. Mm-hmm. And you you start because you uh, a lot of good comics expose um, their faults or the, expose what's wrong with them. Foibles. Right. You, it's, it, you start learning to confront them. And, and as you get older, you, it's like, I got to. You learn to take blame for shit. That's what I find for with me. I can speak for everybody, but that's what I find with me. So it's like, not all blame, but it's just like, you know what? I did fuck up that situation. Yeah. I am to blame. That is my, I'm, yeah. You learn to take. So it's like, this is a crude analogy, but it's almost like a dog finally learns that you don't pee in the house, kind of. You know what I mean? Like the first. That is very crude. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, but it's, yeah. It's more like, yeah, it's like, oh, oh, like I recently, like last year, I realized that I'm, I'm not wrong for everything. My parents are also crazy. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's just you, you start growing up in a different way. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people don't grow up outside. Like, I assume everyone's an adult and I'm a child. But now I realize that there's, most people haven't grown up. I just have the most comics have the benefit of exposing 
being a child emotionally mm-hmm. continuously every night that you you start you grow or you don't and do you find though as you're going through this process though are you learning the same lessons over and over again like man i already went through this yeah uh sometimes but that's that's you know insanity is like you learn you learn the lesson i as i've gotten the last five years i've learned to be like okay i gotta listen like i i if I could be the mentality I was in the last five years now, I'd be a w- like when I was starting, I'd be way better because I listen more. Like I listen to the crowd more. I listen to people more. I listen to, uh, I pay attention to my mistakes and I pay attention to what works. And uh, I don't get frustrated as easy. You, you still get frustrated, but it's not the same kind of frustration. It almost sounds like you have grace with yourself. But none at all. <laughs> like because i mean that's the thing with with comedy i find yeah. it with a lot of comics too the bar is so high yeah it's like well he, what i've learned is that you have to have patience like you didn't like guys now like young i say guys now but younger comics they, you don't realize it's like it's when they say it's a marathon not a race it's so true i didn't understand that but you're like how can i explain it like uh like i'm working on material now where i know in two years i'll be able to do it but right now, I just don't have the f- I don't have the fucking skills. Do you know what I mean? I don't have the skills, but I still want to do it. When you're younger, and you're just like, uh, I, it needs to be now. It yeah, needs yeah. to be now. You just have more patience as you get older. You just like, all right, let me let me rewrite this. Let me work on this. Let me go, but keep growing. How do you know? How has like knowing when something's working or not working evolved over the years? Obviously, I know people laughing, but yeah, it, it, laughing is the probably the most important thing, and how you feel about it. Laughing is probably the most important. How you feel about yourself after you do it. If you don't feel dirty, like you know, <laughs> I need a, a shower. Yeah. Then you're you're on the right track. Just be honest with yourself and not worry about like there's a there's a temptation to worry about what style you fit into as a comic. That's the worst. It's like oh I'm, I'm in this style. like categorizing yourself. Like nerd comedy. Like yeah, like that. that. Like let other let that be somebody else's problem. Mm-hmm. And once you start when you let go of that and you're just like this is what I do and you approach every show with just fucking love it or hate it this yeah. is what i do it's so much easier yeah yeah it's yeah. almost like a mic drop in a way it's yeah like- it, it is like a mic drop and sometimes you have to mic drop yeah. i've done shows where you're like they just they i look at comedy now like it's like a, a party like you're hanging out with your friends and you know and they bring somebody into the room that you never met before and it's like that moment where you're like do we have the same sense of humor mm-hmm. and sometimes you're in that room and they just don't have the same sense <laughs> of humor as you yeah and you're just like i can't hang out with you and yeah. i've done shows where i gotta do like an hour mm-hmm. with people <laughs> who are we don't have the same sense of humor and it's part of you dies inside eh? yeah you it, you there's like a 15 minute pause. i was thinking about it the other night happened where you just like I don't feel like working for these people. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, I want to give up. There's a classic uh, Larry David story where uh, the MC introduced him. This, next, this is back when he was doing his stand-up. And yeah. Like this next comic, blah, blah, blah. And he comes out and he looks at the crowd and he goes, I don't think so. And he leaves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, I, could, I completely understand that. Yeah. I completely understand and 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 is he wrong? I mean, no, actually, I kind of admire that. I, I, I admired it too. And he's a multi-million, like, he must be billions, right? Would that be safe? Yeah, he, you can round it up. Probably going up yeah, close, yeah, yeah. but like two genius shows. Yeah. Is he wrong? No, he knows he, what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. It's all those other people where he's just like, uh, they don't like what he... He must have bombed so much. Like, I think Larry David's a good example where mm-hmm. like, 
people i think just at the beginning just don't know how to get it like yeah. the, like you were saying like that label and that kind of like yeah what is that is that angst is that like yeah. i don't know what to do with this it's larry david yeah and and as we as we go as we as, as we get more comfortable with stand-up comedy in in canada or north america or wherever as we go through it like people are comics are getting better faster now. Yeah, and they're getting find, because yeah, because yeah, they're connected to the internet and they're connected to that kind of stuff, so they can see what's out there and they quicker than I could. So they get better faster. Guys are younger and they're so are so good, but the, but it's um, what was my point with Larry David? It's it's um, completely forgot my point. Was it about the branding or the labels or the? No, it, it, it's it's uh, oh, our minds are are more elastic as an audience because audiences are getting uh are getting smarter about comedy. So like you go to Toronto, they're very re- elastic. Their brains could they can take a lot of different stuff. Like 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 everything we get we we we're, we're becoming just as a, a society more elastic. Just being able to bend and take and like all right, you know what? Transgender people, that's we got to deal with that as yeah. as those are people. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And we're just doing it quick quick and and uh the farther you go from a city, the less elastic they are. The farther they are connected to that hub, the less elastic. So when Larry David was starting, they were less elastic. And now they're – he'd probably be a way better comic now. They, yeah. He'd probably be more – I don't know if he'd be like Dane Cook or, 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 or Bill Burr, but it would be – you know, I mean, yeah, the people are a little bit more used to angst. I mean, yeah. Louis C.K.'s kind of peddled some of the angst yeah. a little bit and yeah. stuff like that. I think to be a little bit more used to it, yeah, and then uh, maybe maybe not mainstream, but it definitely have his own niche. And Mark Maron couldn't make a living for years. He did yeah. the podcast, but that his voice is accepted now. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, that's the angst, like you said, angst. It's yeah, like yeah. because. There was a time where I was like, why am, why am I listening to a guy complain about his shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, just talk about dogs. Like, dogs <laughs> yeah. are want to be men. Yeah, yeah. Cats want to be women. Yeah. They do those. Yeah. Or what's the deal with girls? What's the deal with girls? I, I couldn't hang out with people like that. Yeah. yeah what's the deal with girls? <laughs> but what is the deal with girls? Yeah. What is the deal? Uh, I don't know. I go to stand-up comedy clubs to figure out what I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have done on the date. Oh. <laughs> I always like I, I with my wife. I'm like, oh my god, we are a comics routine. Yeah, we are cliche. <laughs> look, yeah. we're walking into this shit. Like I, uh, yeah, so many. Oh, look at us. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I have. I don't have men versus women stuff, but I have some of that. I don't understand women at all, mm-hmm. and I've just accepted that I don't need to understand women at all. I'm married now, and I've been married for a while, and I look like this. And I'm just like I'm at this point where I'm like, yeah, eh. <laughs> so now like gorgeous women, like yeah. there was a time where it's like you could walk all over me, do it. Now it's like no, you're just you're a dude. Yeah, yeah. You're a dude. <laughs> yeah. And so that's my big clash right now is like really pretty young girls who are like who've never been told no before. Whereas like regular people, like you get to a certain age, you're like, yeah, uh, you, mm-hmm. you, and they're just like, like they'll talk throughout your show, and you're like, you know, you need to shut up, mm-hmm. and they don't get that. They really, they, they their tolerance is lower. Yeah, but that's for everything. I mean, like we have those like turn off your phone when you go see a movie. Yeah. Like that's where we're at. We're <laughs> we're we're treating people like children now yeah. because people don't get the like the entertainment's begun now. Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, we live in a nanny state, not not including that. So we it, it, we uh, we. Uh, we nanny everyone. We tell them we have to do all, that. and then eventually, for their entertainment, we have to say, you know what? Turn off your phone. Yeah, it's just disrespectful. I think it's also part of the selfie, selfish culture too, yeah. right? Oh it's my like, god! 
Well, like just because you're on stage doesn't mean you're the center of the attraction. You know what I mean? So well, I noticed it's, there's a trend in crowd work that I'm like, and I noticed that years ago. I'm like, oh, this is people like to hear about themselves. They everyone wants to see themselves on stage, <laughs> and crowd work is like that ultimate. Oh, okay, he's talking about me. Don't talk about you. Talk about me. Yeah. So yeah. We do live in a, excuse me, I keep burping. That's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> yeah, we do live in a selfie. It's the cell phones. It's these fucking smartphones. Yeah. Everything's, per- you can personalize everything and make it, like, this is like an extension of me. It's terrible, but awesome. <laughs> I find that, where that's one of the issues people have with, like, Twitter, where people are like, why should I join Twitter? I don't really have anything to say. Yeah. They do this false modesty. But I'm yeah. like, why do you actually have to say anything? Like, you can just go listen and eavesdrop and yeah. learn. Get and your news. Yeah. You can, like, look at stupid things. One of my favorite things on Twitter is, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's, like, it's this, it's this, uh, it's this Twitter account that's, like, mad at cute dogs. It's just <laughs> photos of cute dogs. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard. Because <laughs> it's, like, those stock photos of dogs yeah, doing yeah. stuff. Like, why you dress up like a fucking pirate, you <laughs> stupid pooch? And I'm just like, that makes me laugh. Yeah. But that's Twitter. I, I I like Twitter for that. But, yeah. You like the rage, too, I guess, right? Yeah, I do like the rage. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying to get away from... I feel uh, online rage. I try to get away from that. Yeah, I'm trying to get away from that, like, because I always feel so shitty afterward. So I, I, I'm trying to get away from it. It's really um, corrosive now. We're like, there is like we're we just mentioned grace. Yeah, there is no grace now. It's like one slip up, and it's like your whole life and career is over. Yeah, yeah, it just happened with a few people, and I've been involved with those like uh, with those uh, parades. What are mm-hmm. they called? The what do you call it when you pitchforks and oh, torches? Oh, the mobs. I've been, the, I've been yeah, mob. Yeah, ma- yeah mob brain. mentality. Yeah, yeah, I've been so mob. Yeah, and uh, and then I like the next day I'm just like, and I don't feel sorry for the person because the mobs I've been in, I do still would believe that person is like whatever. Yeah, but I just feel that I'm not I'm not contributing shit to the world. Yeah, at this, I'm just like tearing somebody down and just yeah, it's not specific. It's just I feel. I got to back away from this. Yeah, and I find, too, I think, I mean, that's the allure of mobs, right? Is you get to join and you get to belong and stuff. But then people yeah. don't, are not saying anything of, like, like those those white cops shouldn't have hit the black. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you're not adding anything new to the conversation or having a different point of view. Well, that's that's my point is, like, there's stuff. It's things need to change and things need to happen. Like, uh, like, like you're saying uh, everyone's upset about black cops, but what they're not upset about. I think we're going to talk about that, like the Black Lives Matter. What they're not upset about is systemic racism. Like you're not, you right. have it in your life, but you won't change it. Yeah. And you do it, but you, you know, but you don't think that's, I'm not a cop shooting a guy, so yeah. I'm not the same. So it's very, because people don't understand race and racism in, in that example, they just, they just look at that and go, oh, I'm not a part of that. And that's terrible. Yeah. And but, then I've now sent a tweet or a couple of tweets and I'm done. Right. Like, like they'll, they'll be, yeah, exactly. They'll be like, they'll post something about Though black cops are terrible, like that's horrible. I mean, black cops, black yeah. cops are terrible, but cops are terrible, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you know, a couple of days later, they'll post something about, you know, Darth Vader is the only black guy that sees his kids. And you're yeah. like, dude, you're part of the fucking problem. You're the same motherfucker. Yeah. You're just looking at it at different levels, yeah. but your level's worse than the cops. Right. Because your level supports that mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like a ninja racism, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like when you're trying to cross the border or whatever, I'm Middle Eastern, so yeah. getting on a flight. Oh, me too, dude. Don't. So, I, yeah, I got I a beard. I'm brown. No, I, I, know. I get it. 
So, I was yeah. a, I was a, I was coming home from Halifax last year, and it was it was during some weekend shit, and I knew something was up. Like it was, you know when it's like oh they're tightening security. So it was a lineup. It was me, yeah. only brown guy with my beard, yeah. and <laughs> all white people. Yeah. I'm the only one that got the extra security check. Yeah, you the win the, pr- the Cracker Jack prize. Yeah, it's like, of course I'm going to get it. Yeah. And you're like, well, am I doing the secret? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> or, uh, yeah, it's always, yeah, I get it. Uh, when I was in LAX, they pulled aside an older white lady. She must have been like 70 yeah. or 80. And it's like, you've been randomly selected. I'm like, come on, leave the old lady alone. I'm the brown dude here. Like, you're insulting me. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, stick with the system. Like, well, the- to be honest, see, that, that's just illusion to make everyone oh, look how fair yeah. we're being yeah no i understand like i you know i mean i've seen the old man behind the curtain like <laughs> i'm telling isis should recruit recruit old people and people in wheelchairs <laughs> if i was isis that's my next bombers yeah yeah all right that gets interesting <laughs> so let's start from i want to go back though to the what you were saying before about starting on toronto yeah you got to see the evolution of comedy in toronto somewhat yeah Let's start off with like why you kind of because now you've been like you said you've been tw- you've been doing this for twenty years yeah why originally did you start and then how because why you start something is not why you continue doing it well I I was always yeah that's so true I was always uh, it's so true because it's a journey and usually if people are still continuing their journey based on why they started they always fall off yeah because you might have gone in just for like beer or girls or whatever I, I think it might have been fame and because I was funny and it was just like this is what you're supposed to do yeah. Uh, you're a funny guy. You should do that. And uh, you don't realize everybody's funny. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> in this is funny. Yeah. And that's where the clash comes from because that's where ego is like. But I was the funny guy. Yeah. Amongst all my friends. So that's how I started. Now you're a class clown in a class in a class of clowns. In a class of clowns. Yeah. Like it's like a herd of clowns. Yeah. It's yeah. And there's so many different types of funny. Uh, that's why I started like that. Uh, the evolution. Do you do you want to know what it was like? How it changed? Yeah, I want to kind of hear because, like I said, you've been you said you've been doing this for twenty well, years, so you've seen like because when Toronto used to just be like yuck yucks, yeah. more or less the farm system yeah. of yuck yucks, like yuck yucks, and, and and then there was like uh, the laugh laugh factory, oh, not laugh not factory. Now you mess me up. Now yeah. I can't, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that used to be around, and they we it, there was like a clash. But Yuck Yucks was the place to go. Mm-hmm. And then you were very, there was a Yuck Yucks. When I started, every headliner was very different, very different styles. There wasn't anyone like was that seemed derivative. Uh, a lot of great comics. I used to watch every week. A lot of great comics going through. You used to work at Yuck Yucks. Yes, right? I like- worked, I, I headlined there. I was a headliner there, left, headlined again, and then left, and I haven't been back. It's just, when I was coming up, I was that, I was that generation of right after Russell, Russell Peters, Peters yeah. yeah. I was that generation right after him of ethnic comics. That was the shift for ethnic comics and that mentality. And then I was also in the alternative kind of thing that was happening there. But in Canada, ethnic comics, especially ethnic alternative, which is really not a thing in Canada. I don't know why. But there was we were just – there was this ethnic comics who just kind of was changing what was going. But that generation's kind of forgotten and it just jumps to the like two generations after. It was like Ron, myself, John Paul, uh, Mr. Mo, Manolis, and a few other. Jason Rouse was in that. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like these different voices that were like, we were the young. This is a new thing happening, and it wasn't like Yuck Yucks. It was like you had like Russell was a new thing, mm-hmm. but before that it was like okay, you had like typical white guy stands in front of the 
the brick wall and tells a series of jokes. Yeah, yeah. What's the deal with women? Right. It, <laughs> it was very. There was a. Ve- there was very much a style, and then we came in. And it was like this is not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And now it's kind of not that we created that. I think it was more Russell, but that's the thing now. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's it's more that. Like, did you hear more hip hop stuff on stage? You hear more. Do you know what I mean? It, it's. It's almost an authenticity in a way. That's what happened, right? Not like, that the other white guys didn't have authenticity, right? But there was a major- there was a lot of that one style, and you heard that even like before that like, through guys like Richard Pryor, the yeah. stories he would tell and stuff of this, and just growing up and Re- Red Fox. And yeah, stuff, we're going back way back, but those stories are very authentic because they're from the they know those experiences, they know those those ghettos and those you yeah know what I mean? moments. Well, like that's the thing too is like most. Most of the guys I know were middle class. Like most of the ethnic guys were middle class. We grew up in Scarborough or Markham or yo Brand- fist bump for Scarborough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or Branford. Like yeah. I, I grew up down the street from John Paul at one point and and Ron. Like Ron was across when I lived in Markham, and um, so you had this. You just had this kind of voice that you don't hear in the world. It's like this ethnic voice. That's very because if you know Scarborough, there's all these communities, and it's 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 not street, mm-hmm. it's not ghetto, but yeah. it's middle class, but it it still is. It's like its own thing, you know what I mean? It's just its completely own thing. Where you like you go to you go to like you know I don't know, Ellesmere and whatever Shepherd, and it's like it's just. Do you know what I mean? Like it's these communities. It is. It is. It's it's very similar to the way that people talk about Brooklyn in a way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's these first generation people that are growing up in these communities, in these areas where you keep you keep your heritage mm-hmm. and you eat your food and you have the whatever. Stinky food too. The right. Stinky All that food. shit. But you there's there's a whole there's Korean guys, there's Filipino guys, there's Jamaican guys. They're all together. And there's white guys and they're all together. And yeah. so you have you you make up that whole there's a voice that just makes up that whole thing. So even now when I go on stage those guys know that voice and that was the voice that was like very canadian and 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 but canada still doesn't celebrate that voice but that was it was like that was canada's ethnicity but what everyone understands with ethnicity is american ethnicity or american black comedy but canada's ethnicity was that and that that was very distinctive to to what we were and my all my friends it wasn't american black we were not that we were smart, but we were smarter. No, you're smarter, but it's also like a, it's a different like a lot of the black people we have in, especially in Scarborough. Going back to Scarborough, it's a lot more the island type. Yes, right. So there's a lot more sucking teeth. There's yeah. a lot more. Um, there's just, more work ethic. Yeah. There's more that. There's more. There's more family. There's. Um, I mean, you got your ghetto shit too, right? Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah. But even then, the slang too, like it's like West Indies slang and like. But Asian guys are doing the same slang. Yeah. And 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 white guys are doing this, like it, like the slang, like you just, you didn't just hang out with a whole bunch of Jamaican people. You hung out with Jamaican people and Filipino people, and it was like you, it was so mixed. It's like you said, bro- like Brooklyn. Yeah. And that was just that 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 voice is what made, uh, who we were. All those comments, like JP Russell, all that. That's what made. Uh, Ron made us that, those comics, and even uh, Manolis and um, Jason were from Hamilton. That's Canada. That's what we bring to the table as comics. And it's also like you said, it just doesn't just go 
back to mixing the cultures and hanging with people. It's like you go to people's houses and eat the stinky ethnic food. Yeah. Right. So you wouldn't be introduced to like Indian food or yeah. like roti or something yeah. in a restaurant. Yeah. The way most people kind of introduce new foods into their lives. Well, that's what I was saying to my uh, my parents are like roti in Canada or roti when you go to a white neighborhood is like it's it's the roti plus curry inside. Mm-hmm. That's not roti. Roti is the bread. Yeah. Is that part. And it's, but you know that, yeah, but it's, it's integrated everywhere. It's integrated everywhere. So Scarborough does have a huge impact, I guess, on your, on shaping your comedy or shaping you. Yeah, even. absolutely. I would say absolutely. And then also Markham, I, cause I lived in, we, we moved up to Unionville, but that also, but because you, I felt like I was, I was living up there in the eighties. So I, it was a lot of preppies Yeah, yeah. and I come from Scarborough and yeah, you're just yeah. like a different you know what I mean? In my neighborhood, when we called, because there was that big migration from Scarborough to Markham or yeah. Unionville. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, and it was. Where like, did you grow up? I grew up in Warden and Finch area. See, that, I was I, I was Birch Mountain Steels. I was I we uh, Bamberg Circle and we yeah we, uh, Ron and I went to St Henry's. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. It, it. <laughs> and before that, I used to go to school near Tuxedo Court. Ah, the murder court. Yeah, murder court. Yeah, murder right. Court. I used to sneak out, cut class, <laughs> Silver Springs. We yeah. used to cut class and go watch <laughs> Batman and Murder Court. Yeah. Yeah. And then before that, we I grew up in Malvern. I used to go to Burner Trail as a kid. Wow. I was like five when we left Malvern. Yeah. So I went, yeah, I went to uh, Sir Ernest McMillan. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, then I went to Lamb for high school. Okay. So, but yeah, and it's the same thing when I got, especially when I got to Lamb, it was like same mixture, right? Mm. I had like an Indian, I had a Chinese dude, right? And then you're hanging out with guys and, who are like Japanese, and they may or may not be in the mafia. Yeah. Remember those guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They look everyone. They look, everyone look kind of badass. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a badass version of something. Yeah. Yeah, and the Asian guys had their cars. Yeah. That's why it was when when. Uh, Honda came out with all those commercials with like they were like how to soup up your Honda Accord. Yes. I was like, oh, other people, other neighborhoods do this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought it was, it was a local I thing. I thought it was so local. <laughs> yeah, I was like, other. That's like you could that, my uh, guys from those neighborhoods. We can eat anywhere. Like mm-hmm. we can go anywhere and eat anything. Yeah, because we're just used to that. You go into. A, I remember going to like my Koreans' friend's house. And I'm like, what? You just like, well, that's the smell. Yeah. Let me eat this. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, oh yeah, you're just exposed to so much. It's such a great. It's such a great place to come up from. Or when you eat, like uh, when I go to visit an Indian friend, and I yeah. eat like the, the, his mom would make something, and it'd yeah. be like spice, Indian spicy. Yeah. And then you go out to like an Indian restaurant here, a nice Toronto one, and it's just like white people spicy. Yeah, it's like salty. Yeah. It's like it's not even it's salty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's know. like it's <laughs> it's it's completely different. And then you're just like you don't want to be rude because that's another thing how kids were like how we were raised as first generation. Because I don't know how your parents were, but they're just my dad was hardworking. Yeah, no, Blue for sure. Guy hardworking hard, and you're just raised to have respect, and you're raised to like. Um, not everyone, but you're just like you. You're polite, like all. This is this is the trouble with being in stand-up when you're from that. Yeah, you have too much respect for your elders, so your elders can shit on you, but you're just like, okay, you're my elders, because that's how I was raised. Yeah, yeah. So you just keep your mouth shut. Was it hard then growing up in that kind of um, environment? And then going into entertainment because they don't un- like I even now my parents don't fully understand what I do here with the radio station and they uh, with my parents my dad became a full supporter after they saw that okay things are going good like I think you it was can my, feed yourself yeah, and have a wife yeah and- exactly my first comedy special they're like okay all right and he's okay uh, so now they're very cool they're very cool but they get it 
I my my problems were more was more of coming up in the scene. Like I had a lot of great people who helped me out and everything, but it was also that voice a lot of people don't understand. But at the same time, I'm not even complaining. That's good. It means you have a different voice, so whatever. But yeah, my parents weren't. They were worried, and my dad was always like, "Get uh, another job, a secondary job, or yeah. get a degree. finish your degree. And- get a finish yeah. degree. Go yeah. to school. Yeah. You know, I was taking securities, but I was just like, I'm just wasting my time. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to do this. I never want to do this. I'm Middle Eastern, so we go into the dependable uh, careers, right? You go into law, you go into yeah. pharmacy, you go into doctor. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. It's entertainment. Yeah, but how are you gonna retire? <laughs> yeah. How are you gonna buy a house? Yeah. What's wrong with you? What if you have kids and you have what to like you, feed them? Yeah. <laughs> and they're right. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I got a kid. I can't feed them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, fuck them. Yeah. I don't have a kid. Yeah. So but they're like, they're right. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, this yeah. is. You gotta follow what makes you happy. No, for sure. It's also that fear mentality a little bit of like being an immigrant, right? Like, yeah. So like my parents came in the late 60s, early 70s, yeah. right? You want to. Yeah. yeah. So there was a good time, yeah. right? So I understand the perspective where they're coming from. Yeah. But now it's not such a good time. Yeah, but it, it's not a good time for anyone. Yes. So it's like, yeah, this is just how it is, right? Like mm. it's it's not a good time for anyone. But I understand the perspective. People was like, just work hard and keep your head down. Yeah. Pay your bills, you'll be fine. Right. Now it's like, eh, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Nobody has one career anymore. Right. You have like three or four. My dad did the same thing his whole life and retired, and that was it. Could you imagine that? Like having a job, like he was a sheet metal guy. He became a foreman, and he was just, that's what he did. And that worked, though, for that old school system. Never, got, he got laid off, but like, you know, brought back and whatever. But yeah, that old school, that, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah doesn't happen i knew some people that worked in uh windsor and detroit at the old car factories oh that's sad and they they would stop they wouldn't see the value of going to a university or anything like this because yeah. then it's like why i could just get a job here i get yeah. a great pension i yeah. get like and this was just like late 90s early 2000s yeah. so it just was basically the last gas it's the end of it right yeah and but you're like but at the same token too you ask them like don't you want to go see a documentary? Don't you want to, like... They've already kind of resigned themselves to this smaller life. Yeah, yeah because they sound like people... And I'm not to insult people that you know, but they no, sound go like... go for it. Go for it. Okay, they sound like people <laughs> that really are not in tune because it's like, why would I get a job in Windsor at the car factory yeah. if I see how the economy's going? Yeah. If I sat down and read a newspaper and see how the economy's going, I'm like, uh-uh, man. There's no way. They're going to be shutting these places down like crazy. Yeah, but it's there is a and this goes back to your what you were saying about working hard. Mm-hmm. There is a sense of giving up as well. Yeah, there is a sense of giving up. Is it, there's a sense of it, it's easier and it's just like it's a it's I I think of it as like Canadian mentality. It's like uh, why struggle? Yeah, why fight? It's like you're 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 stuck in like you're a snake is cho- it's like coiled around you. And you're like just let go, give in. <laughs> You always got to fucking fight. Yeah. You always got to struggle. <laughs> and you think you can break out of the snake? Yeah. I was just like, I've had, I have deals with that. My friends in Hamilton, Hamilton's one of those places I love and I hate at the same time. That's pretty apt. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, there's like, it's such a great, there's very little pretentious pretension there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, it, Toronto's like, everyone's trying to get ahead and it needs a little bit of that. There's not a lot of, there's not that business mentality. 
which I love. I love. I, 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 Hamilton I, feels very small townish. It's very small townish, and they look at me like you complain about the littlest things. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I no, you worry about the little. They think I'm a, like a, uh, uh, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But compared to them, I am, and it's just like, I always think about that. It's like sometimes you just, you know, you deserve better. You should fight harder. Yeah. Is that something too you've learned more from your immigrant family or like from your parents' stuff or more from like comic comedy as well? Yeah, I, I, I a combination. It's comedy, but it's also my parents, my mom. You know, uh, it lives. It's from British Guyana, colonialism. So you, you got this like she she grew up with like very light skin, and you know how it is. Dark skin, darker your skin is in colonialism. Good old class system. Good old class system. <laughs> you, so she has this worth of I. Not that she's uppity or like. Or think she's better than people, but it's just I deserve better. Yeah. I and my dad has always been like work hard and things can happen. And they own they own a, an amazing house. They their last house they paid cash for oh. up in Unionville, like because they worked they worked for that. Yeah. And I I really believe in that. If you work for it, and if you're smart, things can happen. And, and but you got to have standards. I think standards are important. And that's why when I judge comedy, for me, I have standards in my comedy. So like I, like cuz you can have people who kill on stage. He's like, "Ah, but that shit is weak." Yeah. That shit is just weak. And, and, and that's what I have for myself. Those standards. And those that's what we were talking about before though. Those are typically high standards. I they saw a really cool um documentary of Kobe Bryant. Mm. And he was talking about how the crowd was booing him or people were giving up on the Lakers and all these yeah. kind of things. And he's like, "None of that matters. My standards are far higher than those people anyway they don't know what he's doing right they don't they don't like when Kobe Bryant has a bad game you don't know if he's having a good game or a bad game right because like he his team might lose but he might be working on something and like and I, I don't know I don't know right I'm just using it as an example no, I know what you're saying but though. he could be working jump shots yeah and like he's perfecting and perfecting it so it might look like a bad game but he's working jump shots and those jump shots are getting better and better so him it's a good game you you don't know what he's doing because you're not a basketball player on his level. It's like understanding any good music. You don't know like everyone's like Steely Dan's this amazing band. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like I don't I can't hear what amazing is. I like Steely Dan stuff, but I can't hear it. Or De La Soul, love De La Soul, but I couldn't like. Okay, let's use Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla made uh came out with Donuts. Right, his last album, right, just right. before he died. He made a song. That kind of told a story based on the tracks he sampled. It tells a story about him dying and whatever. And it's just like, I didn't even know that. And I couldn't even tell you because you have to be a DJ close to his level of DJing to go, oh my God, that's genius. Yeah. To to you, it's good beats. Yeah. To me, it's great beats. Yeah. I love the beats. But to be close to what he's doing, you're like, oh no, no, this is a whole fucking different level. Yeah. And yeah, that's why I think with like someone like you were saying with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Is, yeah. The whole level. And then it's like you said, interpretation is a huge thing too, because most people now can go to the movies and they can spot the cliches yeah. and the cheese or whatever. Yeah. Majority of people don't go to plays, for example. Yeah. So if you go to see a play, you can't really tell if it's a good play or a bad play no. or what they did or if that was a good actor. You just know what you like. Right. Yeah. And and if I remember watching um uh, I forget the comic's name. He's on uh he's on he was on Lucky Louie. He's on Mark Maron's show. Mark Maron. Uh, uh, what's his name? Rick Shapiro. Oh, okay, yes. I watched Rick Shapiro the first time I was younger, and I hated it. Yeah, me but too. I hated Rick Shapiro, <laughs> and my friend Ron loved it. 
But I was like, he didn't understand it, and I didn't understand it, but it made me mad. Mm-hmm. So now I look back on it, and I, I, I watched Rick Shapiro like years and years later as I, I matured. I'm like, oh, my God, he's brilliant. I love it. But I, lo- I didn't uh, – Louis C.K. put him in context for me on Lucky Louis. He put him in con- – and I'm like, oh, I get him now. I didn't have the brain capacity to understand what he was doing. And I knew it subconsciously because I got mad. Yeah. I was angry. There's no reason for me to get angry. The guy's just trying to make me laugh. <laughs> Why am I angry? Because I don't understand it. Yeah. Because it, I couldn't get it. And, yeah. I, and, and that's, yeah, I, I think when we're talking about standards and quality, I think, and maybe that's just pretentiousness. Maybe that's just me being like, because the audience doesn't know. Yeah. But in a way, the genius of it, like Jay Dilla, is to bring the audience along to go, this is good shit. You might not know it, but if you study more on it, you'll find the other layers to it. So does somebody like Eddie Murphy hold up for you? That was huge. Yeah, Eddie Murphy holds up like crazy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, uh, his stand-up was great. The raw and delirious. And- it, it, I mean, like, there's a lot of like homophobia and shit and delirious, but it's still, it's still funny. Uh, and um, coming to America, it's like every time that's on TV, I'm like, I lose. It, it's pre-Chappelle show. Yeah. It's like you see two guys just having fun on set. Yeah. Just having a good time. Or sometimes five guys on set. Yeah, when five. They, when he's in the barber shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is this velvet? Like I still quote that stuff. Yeah. That stuff makes me laugh. Yeah. And then when people shit on Eddie Murphy, I'm like, you don't realize, like, one coming to America makes up for fifty Doctor Doolittle twos. <laughs> yes. It's like he's that movie was genius. He played all those roles. Yeah. It was so funny. Do you think Eddie could come back? Or do you want Eddie to come back, or is it done? I I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Me too, because well, he he's perfect. Yeah, like he's he won a championship. Yeah, and he's out. Yeah, <laughs> and I like how he's approaching shit. I know people are like, "What the fuck?" When I'm like, "No, he's he's he has nothing to prove, and he's so gracious about it, and so like like just I don't know. It does. There's no like, yeah, you know what? I'm fucking kill this shit. It's just like, nah, dude, I'm. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. So who else from the old school days or old school era when you were growing up or even when you're starting out in comedy that mm-hmm. you kind of dig? I guess as comics or yeah, comedians? As comics, yeah. I like Richard Pryor. I love George Carlin. He's probably one of my favorite comics. He's another one I think that fits into your category of people that like when he was doing his stuff, people didn't fully get it. Yeah. And it just took a little while for it to kind of kick in. It's almost like taking a pill. Like, uh, Well, Carlin was like, this is an art form. And you're going to under, because like people are like, well, I like this album. I don't like this album. I like this. This one was good. But then he talked about this. Like that's art. Yeah. And I, I don't think people got that. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Carlin. Uh, I love Bill Cosby. I love Bill Cosby. I know that's, you're not supposed to love Bill Cosby anymore. It's, it's Bill Cosby. though. Yeah. It's Bill I mean, Cosby. Like, we grew up with yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, no. And I've seen him live a number of times and he's done the dentist. Yeah. And, like, I saw that one too. Yeah. I saw him once that do two and a half hours. It was amazing. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I think, who was it that um, kind of said his stories are like the jazz, you know what I mean? Where there's yeah. like little beats and yeah. that kind of stuff. And that rhythm too. Yep. You're talking about the Scarborough voice. He had that own kind of rhythm. Yeah, yeah where it's just like, yeah, it, it flows. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, I love him. But I think he's one of those comics where now I'm like, oh, yeah, you're you're that guy. You ever see those comics where are like, I'm super clean and I'm yeah. super this and everybody else should be. You're the, 
The dirty comics are fine. Yeah, we're airing our shit on the on the. We're you already our, know where you stand with Enterprise right. Clay. Exactly, <laughs> we're putting our shit right on the table. Yeah, it's those fucking clean people that you got to worry about. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing in politics, though. Yep. Right, once a guy's like, I don't like gay people. He's gay. <laughs> he's gay as hell. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, he's uh, he's getting his dick sucked right now. <laughs> right under uh, the podium. Yeah, yeah. Or he's sucking dick. Yeah. He's doing some meth. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. I don't understand why they do that. I know because then doesn't it invite more scrutiny or is it just arrogance maybe? It's self hate. Like you want, like almost like a serial killer in a movie. Yeah, like, I believe so. You want to get caught? It's blinds. It's, <laughs> it's like a serial killer when a movie said a knife. It's come. It's uh. <laughs> it's. it's I think it's leaves. blinds. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> leaves like a bow or a yeah. bow or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like... I was like, oh, the serial killer was here. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it's blind self-hate. Yeah. That's my guess. I don't know. Because yeah. how could you... You know you're gay. You know you love dicks. Yeah. But you're... America's a weird fucking place, man. Well, and then the backlash is always severe, too, yeah. right? Because it's not... Just that, like, you're gay. Like, the gay thing is almost, like you said, becoming more and more accepted. Yeah. But now it's that you're gay and you lied about it. Yeah. So now you're just letting down everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you and, – and it's so – like, you can't help it. Like, you just can't help it. Like, you know you're saying this shit in public, and then you're meeting a hooker yeah. in, a, in, a, in a Motel 6. Yeah. And you just can't help it. Like, that's – that's a sickness, man. Yeah. That's a mental issue you got to deal with. <laughs> you are not being honest with yourself. Yeah. That's politics. You can't be honest with yourself. There's no honesty in politics. Do we have the right to be surprised anymore when somebody is found out to be gay or somebody has family values and he's cheating on his wife? Or Do we have the hey, – Bill Cosby is a good example too. Yeah. Do we have the right to be surprised anymore or is that too cynical? It's when they, when they are like, I got to force it on other people. Like Bill Cosby is a perfect example of the same politicians. Politicians, it's like, oh, I'm gonna call up comedians and tell them not to be dirty, or I'm gonna tell the black community not to do this and pull up your pants, blah blah blah. blah. But yeah, but you're raping women. Mm-hmm. It's when they're that. It's like, okay, well, you you are heading for a fall. Yeah, yeah. I always think about that every day. Like there might be a fall for me. There might be a fall for everybody. But you know, the worst I got is I used to fuck pillows when I was fourteen. Is there a sex tape that probably could come out? Have a me fucking a pillow? Yeah. That'd be the worst sex tape <laughs> <It> ever. <would> <laughs> horrible. Like, no views on YouTube. Exactly. It'd have a lot of, like, those, uh, uh, like, noise boring, like on uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an hour and a half of me fucking a Garfield pillow oh, on YouTube, yeah. just going at it, sweating. And then eating a plate of macaroni and cheese. Oh, if it's a Garfield pillow, you got to do the lasagna afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of lasagna. Yeah, <laughs> you got to keep it real, man. Yeah, but then I got to make a lasagna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I was 14, I didn't know how to make a lasagna. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is a lot of work. Yeah, I was just horny. Yeah. I'd eat cake batter. That's true. <laughs> so that's, I guess that's kind of it. I mean, okay. we covered a lot, didn't we? We like, didn't talk about nerdy stuff, but that's cool. You could talk about Are you uh, excited about the new Star Wars movie? Uh, now I am after the last trailer when they show like, oh, behind the scenes of the practical effects. Yeah. I got goosebumps. I felt like, I remember watching a trailer for Empire Strikes Back when I was a kid and I just lost my shit. Yeah. Just lost my shit. So this was, I had that same feeling of, 
<gasps> and I and I was telling people, did you see the new Star Wars trailer? I had like a child explaining yeah, yeah. a trailer, <laughs> and they have practical. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Were you disappointed with Phantom Menace like everyone else, or did you come to? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. Made your peace with it. I didn't like it, and then I kind of didn't see the other two in the theaters. I just waited. You kind of uh, know where it's going. Yeah, anyway. yeah, it was like, oh, this is gonna be shit. Yeah. And then, and then I remember the third one. My friend, yeah, <laughs> complaining on the phone to me about Darth Vader, just angry. I'm like, what did you expect? Yeah. Did you think they were gonna like make a come? Excuse me, a come around like it was just gonna be like out of nowhere. They were gonna like, oh my god, oh my third one was better than Empire. Yeah. No, dude, they were all terrible. George Lucas, it just a perfect example of out of touch old man. Yeah. I the first one was brilliant, and you and and then the fr- those three just. Just like at, like everything was green screen. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. I hate those kind of effects. How are you enjoying the superhero renaissance? Or are you not? I I I liked Ant Man. I didn't like uh, you mean in comic books or in movies? Movies. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Avengers two. I yeah, kinda, nobody was. That was yeah. really convoluted. Oh, a lot of people got mad at me for it. It's a kids movie. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's still shitty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was long too, man. Yeah, I was long. like, "Yo, can we wrap this up?" Like, yeah. I, I got hobbies and <laughs> I got, I got life. <laughs> got to breathe oxygen. Yeah, they were. Why do they always got to destroy cities? I'm sick of the cities being destroyed. It was cool a long time ago. Now it's like, okay, we get it. You're destroying another. They they mash up Toronto quite a bit for uh, Suicide Squad. I'm sure they do. So there was uh, down by Bay Street. They had a nice little helicopter all mashed. Really? Out. Yeah, <laughs> I got to. Watch. Did you watch all that shit? Yeah, I watched oh, some yeah. of that. Yeah. Actually, when they were shooting the Hulk here yeah, way back yeah. and down at Young and Dundas, it's really neat because they CGI'd the Hulk. And yeah. so they had a whole bunch of cars all parked on the street, and there was these reverse hydraulics that would pull down the uh, roof. Really? So you would see it one by one, and it would pull down, <laughs> and then the glass would all shatter. Oh, so wow. It's like he was like walking or smushing them or something. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah the, I didn't mind that movie. Yeah, I, don't, I thought it was like uh, people have a lot of anger for it. Yeah. So, but. Uh, Apropos, it's Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, the first one people hated. The second one I was like, eh. well, the Ang Lee one was terrible though. Yeah, it tried I, to be too comic booky. I in my head, I tried. It, it was like it's an artist version of a comic book. Yeah, it's like Ang Lee's version of a guy who doesn't read comic books making a comic book movie. Yeah, and all the swipes. Yeah, stuff that's like, what, yeah the panels. And, yeah, I'm like, I felt it's condescending almost. Yeah, it, it's like, oh come on, dude, just make. Yeah, he, it's pretty simple. He smat, and then the. That absorption man, absor- yeah. uh, it was just um, abomination. Abo- no, it wasn't abomination because abomination oh. was in the second that one. That was the second one. Sorry, yeah. The absorbing man yeah. was uh, they made him like lightning and shit. It's like, come on. The compromises are always weird too. Yeah. Like they'll sometimes just change the name too. I'm like, that was the issue. Well, they're not doing it now. Like yeah. they like if you watch, uh, do you watch Arrow? Or- or any of those shows? I watched, I watched some of the first season of Arrow, and then I gave up because every time he's just shirtlessly working out. <laughs> and that was like the – I'm like, yo, listen, I know you're trying to get like hey, ladies girls and – Well, they made him dark and brooding, and they try to keep it a, a, a little bit away from the comic book. But now they're going, let's keep a comic book. Yeah. Because of Flash. The Flash was awesome for a season. And so now they're like, comic book works. Just go with comic book. Yeah. And then Agents of Sheila is going to get really good because they're going to do Secret Warriors story. And if oh, you read the Secret Warriors. Yeah. Jonathan Hickman. Yes. It's going to be the Secret Warriors story. It's going to be awesome. But you need uh, that surly Nick Fury, though, for the Secret Warriors. Yes. Like, they do have Daisy Johnson. They're going to pull in other people. But, yeah. yes, you're right. You do need to. Like the white Nick Fury. Yeah. The surly. Yeah. Just, no, no offense mm. to Samuel Jackson, who does a good surly, yeah. too. 
but uh, that cranky, yeah, cranky <laughs> just. And then he, yeah, I'm re, I'm rereading them again because we're gonna do it on. I'm, I have another podcast that we do comic book reviews, and well, we talk about comic books, so we're gonna talk about that series. But yeah, it's. No, it's a great series. Yeah, it it's, is a great. I loved it up until Hickman left the book. Yeah, and then, and then it was like, uh, who yeah, cares? yeah. Um, you've been reading Secret Wars as well. That's another Hickman book. See, uh, I, which I know sounds ridiculous to be reading Secret Wars in 2015. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading it now, but I'm behind. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I have been reading it. It's interesting. Hickman's um, Avengers. I got lost. It's dense. Yeah, I got lost in that, but like I still I, read it. I needed my whole de- English degree. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> See, you were steps ahead of me. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, how, what's Seneca got for me to back <laughs> no, up this one? <laughs> no, you can't go into Hickman with Seneca, man. No, that's all I had. Yeah. It's all, I was pulling out Seneca's security degrees. Yeah. Degrees. Papers. Paper. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I am reading Secret Wars. I like the idea of the Thor cops. Yeah, that was really uh, neat. And yeah. then the Doctor Strange kind of... Yes. Kind of like... Uh, well, he. I'm at the point where he just found the like the Spider-Man and all and everyone, and he and you realize, oh, this is our Doctor Strange who just kind of just went along with everything. Mm-hmm. He's just going along with yeah. yeah. So uh, with Hickman, you have to pay attention every panel and every yeah, line, yeah, because he'll drop something in like issue two, and it won't come to fruition until issue forty. Four, yeah, all right, and you're like, oh, yeah. him, Fraction, Bendis, yeah. uh, some of my favorites. Those are my favorite guys. Yeah, right now. Uh, Fractions, sex, sex, uh, criminals. criminals. Oh, yeah, book is so amazing. Yeah, and Chip's yeah. Canadian kid. Yes, Chip Sadarsky. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, my friend interviews him every once in a while. We were reading his. There's another book he was reading that it's like this guy who's from Earth gets dropped into like a He-Man kind of universe. Ex Terra, I think it's called. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know I haven't read that one, but I know. That I one. haven't read it either. My friend read it, and it sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna read that. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a lot of great stuff happening in comic books. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in DC. Uh, Convergence right now is a big, but I'm tired. I'm tired <laughs> of the crossover. <laughs> You're just, I, that's, I'm like you, man. I'm just like, give me one book to read. Yeah. Let me read your story, and and they're they're complicated. Yeah. They're sh- I read all. I collected all the fifty twos. Yeah. Just like what the fuck? They restarted it, but it was just as crazy and convoluted as it was before and so. nothing stays there's no status quo right it changes like that yeah so you collect all these books and it's oh no we're gonna change that yeah it's like we, caitlin jenner all over again it's, it's like several <laughs> Kate, caitlin jenner's yeah it's like caitlin jenner's twice a year yeah <laughs> and i'm and, like what well, what are you today yeah, like, are you boy or girl like I can't be mad at you yeah. take my money let's yeah. do it again all right yeah. i know no i'm a sucker but i i it's the you talked about the patience too with doing comedy and stuff, and yeah. I don't have the patience anymore for the issues. Some like the monthly issues, I'll sometimes just wait for the trade. Yeah, and I, I'm just like, I think that's where they make their money. Yeah, I think collecting the twelve and putting it together, it's like it makes sense. And sometimes you need it just for the storyline yep. too, especially with somebody like Hickman. A hundred bullets is a perfect example of. Yeah, like, that was a great yeah, series. I yeah. I collected book by book, issue by issue. Yeah, and yeah, it's they're making a movie of that, by the way. Oh, that's gonna be a hard one. <laughs> it's gonna be a hard one. Yeah, I haven't read it in so long, but it's yeah. Again, it's like sometimes like Walking Dead would be another one where you're like, okay, I read Walking Dead issue by issue now. Yeah, yeah. And that series is really good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm wondering. It drives me up the wall because I don't know how they could f- wrap up the TV show because the comics could potentially go on forever. Yep. Right, like Superman and Batman have been around for 75 years. So yeah. Uh, 
uh, Robert Kirkman doesn't have to keep writing it. Yeah, you just give it to somebody else. Yeah, or just have a new group, yep. or you can do all kinds of things in the comics. Yeah, like, but in the the TV show, that's got to wrap up somehow. Yeah, I guess the their ratings are so amazing and they're printing money at this point. It's they like just keep doing the Simpsons thing. I, I think that you could <laughs> season twenty five. Yeah, you can see a season, tw- and they just started a new series. Yeah, Fear the yeah. Walking. Have you watched that? No, I haven't had the chance yet. I watched a bit of it. I don't know if I like it or not. It's a lot of <gasps> it's scarier zombie stuff because it's more zombies and people who are like don't know. Like you're like, dude, why are you going into this building by yourself? Yeah. Kind of stuff. Like, you, come on. You, that's my problem with these. They say that there's no uh, zombie um, pop culture yeah. in these universes. That's my problem with them. Like, don't they watch zombie shows? Yeah, because then it would be this big weird void. Like, yeah, exactly. But there would have to be horror too. Like, other black people and stuff would have to know that they were going to go first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone's no, absolutely. Yeah. He's getting back up. He's just been shot. Yeah. It's Here, why don't you just take this flashlight and go down in the basement? <laughs> the batteries won't last till the top bottom of the oh, stairs. Okay, well, that's okay. I'll just shake it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I also I also like now they do these excuses. We're like, damn, we're not getting any cell phone reception now. <laughs> yeah, that's the to, worst. They have to put that line in now. Yeah, into- what are you, a mo- wind mobile? <laughs> like, you're not getting cell phone reception? Yeah. Well, you need to call your provider. <laughs> Like you need to call your provider. Yeah, like, yeah. Preferably before you get the axe in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm not getting. Oh well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll just make camp here at Crystal Lake and then see what happens. <laughs> I happened to my parents' house. I didn't get cell phone reception. It was like a horror movie. Yeah, but yeah. you survived. Though. That's pretty good I did for survive. a yeah. visible minority. <laughs> yeah, usually we don't. Well, yeah, I have a car, so I got out of there quick. <laughs> I like the car actually started. Yeah. Oh, first try. Oh, first try. Yeah. That's not bad. I like uh, uh, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, that was actually a lot of fun. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really sarcastic yeah. too. <laughs> it was great how they did all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you for coming in. Thanks this for is, having me, uh, Gavin Stevens. Thank you for z- visiting my summer lair. This was fun, actually. I had a good time. We should like get into the nerdery and the, yeah, uh, absolutely comedy and stuff like that uh, more often. Yeah. So. Do you have any shows or anything coming up that you want to plug? Or? I just found out I'm going to be at the Halifax. So when does this air? Uh, I'll probably be next week or so. Okay, so next week I'll be in. Uh, I'll be uh, at the Eaton House on the 29th of September, just doing a spot, and someplace on the 17th. I forget the name of it, which is not good. Yeah. And then I'll be out east uh, in Halifax for. Uh, doing a tour on the 15th and the 20th i'll be doing the halifax pop explosion oh that's a great uh festival yeah i, I it's the first time doing it so i'm excited to do it yeah, yeah. uh and um uh, you can check me on gavin stevens uh, at gavin stevens stevens with a ph gavin b stevens on twitter and my podcast is uh, girls night out and back issue bloodbath back issue bloodbath is i talk about comic books so if you want to hear me talk about uh chip sadarsky or uh, secret warriors which we are going to be talking about that it'll the be on the nerdery is coming out. You should do it sometime. You should do it with us. It'll okay, be yeah, come by. Yeah, yeah for sure, so, man. All right. Do you one last question though? Since you were talking about going to Halifax and these, have you found that the you talk about the Canadian voice and the Scarborough yeah. voice? Have you found that it kind of um, changes as you go across Canada, or is there a kind of like uh, does it kind of connect and it connects? Uh, and people are smarter, and every city has its own voice. That's every what place, I was yeah. At, yeah. Every place been, has. I've a, done a tour across Canada. Okay, every every voice, every place has a, its own voice and its own personality. But yours, when as you get better at learning how to uh, um, do your own voice and how to get be- uh, how to translate yourself, you. Um, you learn how to blend it in. You learn how to work with them and then make your stuff work. So 
Yeah, usually going rowdy. Some place like it doesn't work everywhere. There's places where you're just like like I said, it's just no, we're not buying what you're selling. Yeah, we don't yeah. want what you want. That's dude. too many yo's in that sentence. Yeah, it's too yeah, exactly. <laughs> usually it's like too many uh oh, you talked about something that yeah, it where they just shut down. Yeah. And they, they but yeah, it's usually you learn to blend, you transition stuff. Like in the States, all of it. It's like I was just in Miami. Yeah. You just learn to you just learn to uh transition your voice into those places. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Gavin, for visiting my summer lair. Thanks for having me and, in the lair. Uh, we, uh, yeah, it's a nice lair, right? Eh? I like it. Um, we covered comic books. We covered comedy. We covered Scarborough. Yes. So let's do another fist bump for Scarborough. Yeah, there yes. we go. Yeah. So thank you.